to the podcast where my guests and I talk about anything and everything from sports, relationships, politics, movies and TV shows, current events, and conspiracy theories. No topic is ever off limits and it's always uncensored. I'm Ben Borges and this is Man Chatter. Hey guys, so what's going on? It's been about a week since my last podcast, man. So, catch y'all up in the week that was. What it? Well, obviously I worked all week. That's that's part of it. Don't make enough money off this podcast or any money right now to uh to just do this. But yeah, man. So Saturday had a lot of yard work to do. If y'all don't know, very few of you do. I have about five acres, so we had to pick up a bunch of branches and fallen. I, I want to call it a, a limb because that makes it sound small. It's like this four hundred pound tree. That fell off one of my bigger trees. And I had to pick it up. So obviously it wasn't a very easy thing to do. And it made me realize that I need to get my ass back in the gym. Because the way the weight was distributed was a motherfucker. It's probably the branch, limb, tree, whatever you want to call it. It was probably about 12 feet long. And I had this weird arch. So what I had to end up doing, because my wife couldn't lift it. What I had to end up doing was basically rotating it, kind of putting it on a pivot, like picking up one side and then picking up the other side, picking up one side, then picking up the other side. So that was a lot of fun. Couldn't end up cutting it because we don't have a chainsaw. So just kind of put it away into one of the bushes and just let life take its course on that bad boy. But something I I learned that I didn't realize that I didn't know or realize. So when it gets really hot, trees can't sweat. So what they do is somehow don't ask me they drop off certain branches or limbs that are weighing them down so they're able to conserve and keep growing and not tilt one way or the other or eventually fall which is crazy but it's still terrifying because i remember when that fucking branch fell and that shit shook my house and the branch was probably about 200 yards away and i and i thought some shit was happening oh, the aliens are here that's it it's a rat people they've come back it's about this it's over and i live in the middle of motherfucking nowhere they could land a couple feet away from my house people wouldn't know for a couple days right it's one of the downsides which side note makes me more terrified after watching the quiet place is where i live that shit can happen easily a hundred percent so one of the things i think about sometimes when i'm outside walking my dog at four or five o'clock in the morning and then whatever time he wants to get the fuck up and start crying is uh is how dark it is, one, and then if some shit charged at me, I'm half asleep. Sometimes I'm out there in my drawers. Maybe that's too much information. I don't give a fuck. My neighbors live far, all right? So I'm out there, half asleep, crusting my eyes, rubbing them, trying to wake the fuck up, and something charges me. It's a wrap. It's over. Uh, hopefully my dog will protect me, but that motherfucker's only six months old and barely 45 pounds and only knows how to attack me right now. So that could be a huge issue in the future. So should I be thinking about, man? Also, it's a very dumb idea for me to watch paranormal YouTube videos like, oh, crazy things caught on film and you won't believe these pictures type of shit. The whole clickbait stuff. Very stupid of me to do that. Then have to sleep in this dark ass house with this dark ass neighborhood with no lights for about four miles. It's very stupid. Because I had a dark ass dream the other night. I'm gonna tell you about it. Yeah, you gonna listen. So I'm I'm on top of this. I guess you can call it like a treehouse, but it's more like a tree platform, right? 
So on top of this tree platform, it's like dusk or whatever, and I'm I'm playing. I'm I'm not playing. Like I'm taking pictures of what's I guess supposed to be my daughter, right? I'm taking pictures, and my wife is in the house. Then I I pan down because for some reason she has balloons in her hand, and when she drops the balloon, it's not inflated enough, so it falls down. It doesn't it doesn't go up into the air. So as it's falling down, I pan down. And a fucking face moves and looks up at me. I immediately shit my pants. Like, I don't know if not in real life, because that would be weird. And there's a whole lot of a mess to clean up. But I imagine in this dream or nightmare, I shit my pants. Because I can't do anything other. All I have is like a, a camera. I'm going to throw it at him. But if I miss, it's going to have to be barehanded. I don't know. I'm assuming the motherfucker's hands are knives. I don't know, man. So I'm I'm sitting at the top. And I have my I pull my daughter back behind me. Motherfucker climbs up. The I'm, this shit is replaying in my mind right now. Climbs up, and he's wearing like a big dark robe, some coat type shit, right? Big dark robe and rushes me. Then I wake up, sweat my balls off because I'm, I'm in a motherfucking nightmare. And it's about 3.15 in the morning. So I get my ass up, turn on the TV, and start watching SportsCenter because I need to clear this shit out of my mind. So after that moment, I haven't watched another creepy ass, you won't believe this picture type shit. Fuck that noise yeah i'm just not gonna fucking do it man i don't know what the fuck i was thinking to begin with it's like i forgot that i've lived here for the last seven months holy shit it's been seven months going on eight that i've lived out here in the middle of the nowhere the country backwoods this is fucking crazy but yeah man so this is the beauty of recording this and i can edit it right i'm just gonna give you guys a little behind the scenes a little bts I actually just ran out because I'm having somebody cut my grass. I feel like, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again. I feel like when you've reached the point where you could pay somebody to cut your grass, it's just a different level of boss, I guess. I've reached, I'm almost at the, is it Kumba? I'm almost at the Kumba stage, right? I'm like little Kumba. I'm like little Kumbitas. Uh, shout out to uh, to Mario. But yeah, man. So I had to run out real quick and uh and get some money because I had to pay the guy because this shit ain't free. That's a different level. When you have people doing it for free, that's that's when you've reached a different level of uh of boss. So yeah, man. So the reason why I'm getting my grass cut is because again, it goes back to the quiet place type shit. I have all this all this land and this grass gets really high. There's snakes out here, motherfucker. Like we saw some snakes just the other day when we were driving, just leaving the property. My wife said, oh, it's a garden snake. She knows this better than I do because she used to work on a swamp boards. I think it was the name of the show. So she knows all these kind of snakes and knows all these kind of things. So I was like, I don't give a fuck what kind of snake. It's a snake. Like that shit can hurt me or the dog. And early in the morning again, when I'm out there walking them, not really awake, not really paying attention to anything. Just kind of hoping he pees and shits real quick. So we go back in the house. Listen, man, if I got to pay for it, even if it's a little bit of money, it's more than a little bit, I'm going to have to get it done, man, because I can't walk out there thinking that me, my wife, or my dog's life, well, kind of sounded selfish because I mentioned myself first, my dog, my wife, or my life is in danger. That's just not going to happen, man. That's just what I got to do. That's what I got to do. So I'm having them cut all this shit down, all five acres. Yeah, that's right. I got five acres. Five acres, when you think about it, you don't think it's that much or think it's a lot. And it's a little bit of both, right? Because I walked the property. Again, I haven't had certain sections. Fuck. 
certain sections, certain sections of my property cut in a couple months. It's probably been a good five, six months. So the grass is really high. The weeds are really high and that shit needs to get cut down. So I kind of walk certain spots, right? Like we walk to a certain, certain depth of the property and we kind of turn around because shit gets too high and Lord knows what the fuck is out there. So we turn back around. So I haven't really gotten a, a fresh grasp, I guess is how you want to say it, of what I really got going on on my property and all the things I could do. Because for a while we had plans of maybe building, building a barn and building a fence and putting in goats. But when you start realizing that my wife and I can barely handle this fucking puppy... And then we want to bring, 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 then we want to bring wild animals into it. It becomes a totally different conversation. You start knowing how limiting it is to have animals and puppies on the property, and not, and not knowing what you got to do. You know what I mean? So it's it's this thing where you're not exactly sure of everything you got to do because because you do have so much property, but because you don't have more property, that I don't know. It's like a weird conundrum. I think I'm using that word right. Somebody somebody fact checked. Fact check if I use conundrum right. But yeah, man, um, that's just a little bit of what's going on with me. You know, I always like to catch all up with what's going on with me. So up next, let's talk about some uh, current events, some things that have been going on in my mind. Because I'm starting to realize, man, I got some issues with authority. There may be much more to the tragic story of a Dallas police officer who claims she mistakenly entered the wrong apartment and then shot and killed a black man inside the apartment, the resident. Amber Geiger, who is white, claims she thought Botham Sheem Jean had broken into her home last Thursday night when she entered his apartment and killed the innocent man. But now the attorney for the victim says two witnesses are contradicting the officer's version of events. CNN's Ryan Young reports from Dallas. I know we have a hard problem with getting justice in these streets. But damn, can we get justice in our living room? Yeah. Demands for answers in Dallas are growing louder as contradicting stories emerge over the death of 26-year-old Botham John. A witness who captured this video says it shows off-duty policewoman Amber Geiger distraught and pacing on the balcony of her Dallas apartment complex Thursday night, still in uniform after finishing her shift. Geiger had opened fire around 10 p.m., killing John after saying she mistook his fourth-floor apartment for her own third-floor residence. According to the affidavit, the room was nearly completely dark. Believing she had encountered a burglar, across the room in her apartment, Geiger drew her firearm and gave verbal commands that were ignored. We hope to bring understanding and clarity to the family. But John's family attorney says witnesses add more to the story. They both heard a knock or a pounding on the door. The one who was closer to the scene in her bedroom reading a book, uh, she heard uh, pounding followed by a female's voice saying, open up, let me in. She said that was shortly followed by the sound of gunshots and the sound of a man's voice saying what she believed to be, oh my God, why did you do that? Geiger was arrested Sunday evening and was charged with manslaughter. She posted bail and was released just hours later. Now prosecutors say more serious charges won't be ruled out. The grand jury will be that entity that will make the final decision in terms of the charges. Geiger has been placed on administrative leave as her case is investigated. But protesters aren't waiting. Crowds took to the streets outside the Dallas Police Department Monday. They don't come to us and ask us You're right. about what happened. And continued marching into the night. John's red doormat is adorned with flowers and his mother is still begging for truth.
The number one answer that I want is what happened. I have asked too many questions and I've been told that there are no answers yet. This one <clears throat> This one's tough for me, man. Like I'm not I'm not gonna sit here. I'm actually no, you know what? Fuck that. It's not that tough. So it's hard to like get my mind wrapped around all of this. That just doesn't make complete sense. So the stories initially, right, were that an officer came home um, when she was off duty, and I guess she had been partying and drinking, and saw thought there was somebody in her house, and she shot him. Okay. Then the story is that she got off a 15-hour shift and thought there was somebody in her house, and... The door was unlocked and walked in and there was somebody breaking in, so on and so forth. The story keeps changing to me, right? Like, I, this is a discussion I was I was having with my boy Chris, who I've had on the podcast. Um, it's telling me that the story hasn't changed, but I've heard conflicting reports. And now, and you you hear, well, you don't hear her say anything. You just see a terrible mugshot where she has no chin. But can't, I can't make fun of a murderer? Then this isn't a, this isn't a good place. So... Where just a terrible mugshot of her. I guess she had been crying. And you can see her on the video. Like after she killed this guy. In his own apartment. Um, pacing back and forth on the phone. Talking to somebody. And then come. Alright. Let me slow down. Because it's just. it's Alright. So this happened last Thursday. She wasn't charged or arrested till Sunday. Now. I know. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it back from all the Blue Lives Matter people and oh my my friends are cop. I get all of that. I'm okay. But what I don't understand is is there is the fact that they uphold the law make them above the law at all times period. If you shoot somebody in your house, right? Are you going to be afforded that same possibility? That same courtesy? Because I was just reading an article that my, again, my boy Chris sent me about this uh, defensive, not the first attorney, it's the DA, right? The district attorney, which is, oh, it's a weird thing because district attorney, they, they're up for uh, elections and they work hand in hand with the police because the cops bring in the criminals, the DA prosecutes them. What happens when the cop is the criminal, right? And... That blue wall goes up. I get, I get tired of talking about this because it makes it seem like I hate police and I I all these things. No, man, I just want accountability for bad policing. It's not bad police. There's bad cops. A cop was just convicted this past week for murder. Cops have been cops have gone to jail for rape. Like this shit is happening. So when I criticize these specific cops, I'm not saying all of them. That's stupid. Don't get triggered or don't get sensitive about that shit. I'm not talking about our police. Some cops are terrible, man, because they're fucking humans. All right. So what I don't understand is that she worked a 15-hour shift, got, I guess, parked in the wrong floor at the garage, went into the wrong apartment. I've seen videos that show that these apartments, which look like really nice apartments, because cops aren't going to live in some fucking hood. Right, like that's, they're not they're not gonna live in the projects. They're not gonna live in some 
shitty area. They're probably going to know police reports of certain areas. At least I would if I was a cop. Get get police reports. Okay, where's a good area to live? Okay, this is one of them. This is where I'm going to live. I want to feel safe. That's just me thinking logically. I can only think about it the way I would, right? I've never been a cop or anything. So uh, supposedly I saw videos on Instagram that show that these doors automatically lock once you once you close once they close behind you they they're like auto closing doors and they lock it has like a, a trigger or some shit that they they're locked so you you're safe so the story that the door was ajar wouldn't make sense and that if that wasn't her apartment i mean there's just like the mom said that's just heartbreaking there's too many questions there's only one person that knows the answers this shouldn't if if she made if that's le- legitimately what happened why isn't it more clear? Why is there disputing reports? Why does it say that, oh, she broke, uh, she walked into the apartment because the door was open, but two or three, two neighbors spoke out publicly and said, no, nah. we heard banging on the door and this is what happened. I mean, you just heard it there. It just doesn't make sense, man. Like, I don't, and then the affidavit is more saying that it was, uh, I guess you want to say like irresponsible shooting or reckless it wasn't, it was an accidental shooting. It's kind of like the way they described it in the article that my boy Chris sent me, who, full disclosure, isn't exactly going to be always uh, going after cops. Like, he's very straight by the book. He listens to this podcast and he knows it. He's very straight by the book and he looks up different articles. But even, the shit's even confusing to him. And he and he wanted to be a cop. He's looked, at, looked into all this shit. So, what I don't understand is how there's conflicting t- stories if what she's saying is the truth, right? And then what gets taken into better account? The people who were awake, one like one of the neighbors said was awake reading her, reading her book on her bed, probably well rested, or a cop that's coming after coming off a 15 hour shift, exhausted, probably saw some terrible shit. I mean, being up for 15 hours is crazy. I've done that and it's exhausting. N- not disputing that, but at what point? Do we just continue to justify bad policing on and off duty? Like there's been cops who have shot other cops while that other cop was off. Like there's tons of reports about this shit. When, not this specifically, because this this one's new to me. Like he got shot in his own house. How do you not know? I'm there, like there isn't numbers on these apartments because every apartment building I've ever lived in usually has the number of the floor or something to that effect on all the doors. I mean, you just got off a 15-hour shift. You're still coming. You should still be on high alert for a lot of shit because you were on. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me how the affidavit and the report is saying that it was an accidental shooting. It, it wasn't. Accidental is, oh, shit, my, my gun went off. Accidental is the video that went viral a couple years ago. The guy that shot himself while giving a lesson on, on gun safety. That's an accidental shooting. If you're in your house and you're giving commands, that means you're already alert and in there. There's no more accident after that, right? If I'm, if I'm, I was in the military. If I'm clearing a room, and I say, and 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 you're making the commands you need to make. Some of y'all don't know, and I'm not gonna say. And you're making the moves you need to make. If I shoot somebody, that's not an accidental shooting. I'm going in there with that intent, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to clear these rooms. I'm trying to clear these rooms. And make these things happen. If you're, if you think somebody's broken into your house and you just, and you're a cop, you have a, a training, right? And they're not listening to your commands. It can no longer be accidental. 
you're engaged and fully aware of what's going on. And then you turn on the light. You couldn't turn on the light before. I mean, what exactly goes... I've tried to have a bunch of police officers on that I know that are friends of mine. And they can't come on for various reasons. That's fine. So I just pose the question, like, what goes into these trainings when feeling afraid is all you need to justify murdering somebody? Taking somebody's life. Yes, your job is incredibly tough. You you have an incredibly tough job where you have to determine what's safe and what's not. But determining isn't a feeling, right? To determine something means you took logical thought and planned it out. And in those moments, you have to know. In the military, you go to jail for killing somebody if they haven't shot at you. So we always have these moments of like, oh, man, cops have a tough job. Do veterans in war have a less tough job? Bombs going off around them, friends dying, friends getting exploded, but you still have to determine who to shoot at and who not to shoot at? Because if they determine that you shot at the wrong people, you'll probably go to jail? No if and You get UCMJ court-martialed and it's a wrap. Do, cop net, do cops, are cops above that spectrum? Like, where exactly is the levels of it, man? Like, if, if I'm butt naked in my own apartment and I get shot, will there be like, oh, okay, that shit just happened? What what happens, man? Like, yes, there's charges, but listen, I'm, I'm apathetic. Like, I don't believe that anything's going to come with this, even if the times when it has. Because I believe more so that she's going to get away with this or any other cop is going to get away with this because you're investigating yourself. The DA can't investigate the cops because the cops are going to cover up for the... It's it's just it's this weird, muddled up bullshit that doesn't make sense to me. You can't investigate. Like, if my friend, on some real shit, real, real shit, if my friend committed a crime, right? Like, my friend, let's say I'm in my... On a simple crime, not killing somebody. That's fucking... Nah. So, if let's say my friend ran a stop sign. I'm not going to tell him. That's just my boy. Imagine somebody that had to depend saving to save my life to do. You're going to, it's just human nature, right? Maybe I'm conflating. Maybe I'm convoluting too many things because, listen, man, my brain works a thousand miles a minute and my mouth tries to catch up. That's 100% real. But I don't understand this. If your job is that tough and emotionally you feel like you can't handle it, maybe look for a different career. And know how to engage the community you live in. One. Know what apartment you live on. Two. And don't be so quick to kill somebody. That you broke into their fucking house. You broke into their house man. If these videos are real. Again. Don't have the full story. So I'm just working off the facts that I have. If the stuff I'm seeing is real. It doesn't make sense. None of what she said. And these are the moments that police should be crystal clear with what's going on because that's what leads to these type of questions and distrust. It, you ask us to come to the table. Oh, you got to, you got to, hey, listen, you got to listen to commands. But if I don't listen to a command because you mumbled it or whatever the fuck, because I don't move fast enough according to you, you have the right to take my life? Like, think about that. Like, super chance up. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Super chance. Pam, pam. That, that's it. That's it. In that instant. 
Let's say my short. I'm getting out of a. I'm getting out of the gym. We're getting out of playing basketball, and my shorts are falling. And the cop asks me to come back to his car, and I pull my pants up, or whatever. The, and I'm pulling my pants up. Bam, bam. That's it. And in that instant, like how? What exactly do you need? I need. I got questions, man. Somebody's got to be able to answer for these things. And the fact that the sheriff comes out before the uh, the this lady, this cop was arrested. And put out on bail because, of course, I mean every every murder gets put on 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 a on bail happens to everybody. It's, it's a very common thing. Um, when she comes out and has the press conference and says, "Yeah, I don't know where she is." Hey, you don't think she might be a danger to the population, or the population might be a danger to her? You don't think it's a good idea to know where she is? And if you're lying about that, why? You're an elected official. You don't get the benefit of getting it a lot of your constituents. These are the people you have to protect. You have to show. Listen, my job doesn't require the trust of the community. Your job does. So when you come to the defense of your people constantly over and over and constantly alienate a certain faction and section of your community, what message are you sending? How can we trust you when you're not giving us giving us the right to put you in the position of trust? You're not saying what we need to say. We got questions. You should be accountable and give us those answers. You don't just get to hide behind a six-month training or a fucking badge always. That's, that doesn't work for any other career. It doesn't work in the military. It doesn't work for any motherfucking thing else except for top-secret government spies. And motherfucker, y'all ain't James Bond. Not every single one of y'all. Give me some kind of clarity, man. Give me better answers instead of going to political speak. And I'm mad as shit about this, and I will always be mad about it. Yes, there are cops that do great jobs. Yes, there are cops that do great jobs, great service in their communities. That's not who I'm talking about. That's not who this is about. So get off your fucking high horse and stop thinking it's all about them. That's not the example I'm giving you, is it? I'm not talking about the cops that show up and play do uh, do or Dutch or fucking hopscotch with their with their community. That's not who I'm talking about. Yes, that happens. All those things happen. I see that shit too, and I share it, and I talk about it. I'm talking about the fact that when these moments happen, when these instances happen, you're asking us to believe you completely when you've given us no reason to trust you in these moments. Has there ever been an open criticism of cops that come out and say, hey, man, this is kind of fucked up? They shouldn't have done this. Oh no! It comes. It becomes. Oh no! Well, you know, a, a cop's job is really tough, and they have these. They have to make split-second decisions. So do people in the military. Happens every single day. Snap! Snap judgments. Snap judgments. If you make the wrong decision, you pay for it. There isn't a bunch of veterans coming out behind the green wall saying that, "Hey, man, vets, vets' job are really tough." That doesn't happen. I haven't. I've never seen that press conference. Have you? Nah, man, I didn't think so. Okay, so let's talk about the fight we do have here on the card. It's between Tyron Woodley, Woodley, the champion, and Darren Till. Darren Till has been on quite a tear lately. He's got 17 wins on his record. Why are you excited about this matchup? Yeah, he's undefeated. He's 17-0. Um, Tyron Woodley has been on a six-fight win streak. He is the champion. Fast, explosive, has knockout power, great takedown defense. And, uh, you know, everybody talks about how big you know, the undefeated Till is. Um, he made weight, said it's the best weight cut he's ever had. So everything is lining up for this to be the perfect fight. I like the style in this fight. I like how Till 
comes forward and puts a lot of pressure on people. Um, that's how you have to fight Tyron Woodley. So I love this fight. I'm very excited for this fight. Do you feel like this could be a star builder in either direction? We know Tyron Woodley is the champion. Lots of people know his name. But, you know, Till's got a lot of hype around him. Yeah, this is absolutely a huge opportunity for Till to become a huge star. There's been plenty of opportunities for Tyron Woodley to become a big star, but uh, he always likes to shoot himself in the foot. So we'll see what happens. We will <sighs> I try to tell you, all man, I got issues. I got issues with authority, man. I really do. Like... So that was Dana White. If you don't know who that is, he's the president of the UFC. Made $400 million off the sale from uh, Zufa Entertainment to now um, WME, William Morris Entertainment. And you know what? Just like Brendan Schaub did on his podcast, Below the Belt. Again, one of the inspirations for this podcast here. I want to apologize to uh, Tyron Woodley. I let this guy dictate how I see you, and I shouldn't have done that. I got lazy. I uh, didn't follow your Instagram a little bit more closely, see your tweets, and see what you're about. I mean, I know you're a father, and I respect that completely. You're there for your you're there for your kids. You just bought your mama house. You're a great person, man, and I apologize to you. And you don't deserve what you're getting, man. So. The issue I have with it, and because if you listen to the Brendan Shaw Below the Belt podcast or Luke Thomas's MMA Hour, right, they're going to give you the reporter version and Brendan Shaw is going to give you the former fighter fan version, right? I can only give you the fan version. I can only give you as the point of view of their demographic from my perspective. When Dana White says something like what he just said, that he's give that he's given Tyron Woodley plenty of chances to become a big star, but he continues to shoot himself in the foot. If you think that, that's totally fine, bro. If you think that personally and privately, cool. But when you put that shit out into the universe and out into the internet and out on Twitter, what the fuck makes you think I would want to buy that then? When you tell me that he's a boring fighter. When you tell me and show me that he's not that important because you don't even show up to his press conference after the fight, after his fourth title defense of fighting four different styles of fighters from Damian Maya, complete grappler. Yes, it wasn't the most entertaining fight, but you don't say that, bro. I watched the fight, all five rounds, all seven strikes or whatever the fuck it was. It was tough to watch. Yes, bad performances happen, man. It happens. All right. He was fighting a complete grappler. Didn't let him touch him. Defended every single takedown. All 21, 22 takedown attempts. That's the shit you put out there. Hey, he hurt his, he hurt his shoulder early in the first round. Really couldn't throw his hands the way he wanted to. But hey, he defended the takedown and he found a way to win. That's what champions have to do sometimes. Boom. That's it. Look, I got no schooling. None of this shit. No fucking years. Or decades of, of being a promoter. That's all you say. It's understanding that people see what happened. But when you as the promoter. Because that's your job. You promote these fighters. It made you $400 million. While some of these fighters don't have health insurance. And can't take care of themselves. And have to take fights when they're not ready to. To be able to pay shit. But that's fine. That's neither here nor there. 
you're also the biggest star in the UFC, and it makes you mad. Because not everybody knows, most people can't mention 10 fighters in the UFC, but they can mention your fucking name. So when you put that out there, that becomes the narrative. That becomes the conversation. Tyron Woodley had a fight of the night on your biggest fucking card when Conor McGregor made history. You don't mention that at all. He has to. He has to make his own YouTube to make his own champ camp. To let people know how he's doing and how he's training. He's your champion. I'm not going to bring race into this. I'm not going to bring in the fact that you have an affinity towards a certain type of fighter over others. I'm not going to bring in your sexism either. That you completely bash your most dominant female champion, not named Cyborg, constantly because she had a sinus infection and couldn't fight. Mind you, Dana White has the same MMA record as me. Zero and zero. Neither of us have ever stepped in the cage. He's been around it, but I've watched it. The fuck is the difference? He gets to personally shake the hands of these people. Again, I can have whatever garbage, terrible hot take I want about this shit. I'm not the president of the UFC. I have to buy your product. When you shit on your champions, why do I want to buy it? Why? You know how it's and it's ingrained in me so heavy. I didn't buy this last fight because I bought into your bullshit that he's a boring fighter. What does he do? Goes out there and destroys Darren Till. The guy that has so much of a future and so much of a buildup. He can be a dominant champion. He also misweighed his last fight. Didn't talk about that, did you? They didn't talk about that in that little Megan Levy conversation. What'd you do? Oh, Tyron Woolley shot himself in the foot. Bro, he's your champion. He's your fucking champion. He's coming back, coming off a 13th month layoff and just beat one hungry gorilla of a man. To d- That sounded a little weird. Low, just, let me let me take a step back there. Just beat a badass champion that probably should be fighting 185. That looked two times the size of Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley looked like his little child. And Tyron Woodley is one ripped human being. 36 years old. Still killing it. And the fact that I listened to Din Thomas, which is his head coach, talk about the fact that he, if Tyron Woodley loses, he's never getting another, basically never getting another title shot. Is disgraceful, man. And you can clearly see it. Why? You don't get to run a business with this emotion. That's not how you made your $400 million. Bring back the Fertitas. I mean, clearly the Fertitas aren't coming back. They got $4 billion and they're chilling trying to bring the Raiders on over to, to Vegas. But whatever. Look, man. I just, I don't get, I don't get the, the, the reasoning behind something like this again the fans can have all their twitter takes and all that shit and we can say the dumbest most irrational stuff because we're fans when you're the president when you're the face of this and you're the promoter and you're supposed to promote these fighters not belittle like you did to francis Ngannou, because he was supposed to be your next killer he lost and then you come out and say oh man this guy's had a terrible ego he just thinks his shit don't stink yada 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 again why bro why? He had a terrible performance after getting embarrassed by possibly one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, not named Daniel Cormier. Not named Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez is kind of injured, wasn't as consistent as you'd like, but he did have crazy cardio and destroyed Brock Lesnar, sent his bitch ass into retirement. I just, I don't get the point 
of embarrassing your champions and embarrassing people you don't like. Maybe you should look in, look into doing something else. Look into Zufa Boxing. I heard they love assholes as promoters. That's kind of their thing. Because you are not promoting a single fighter. You're not a Conor McGregor promoter. Okay? That's not your business. You're the UFC. You promote every single fighter. Sell me a motherfucking lie. But don't make it so obvious with that lie that it becomes distasteful. Omit certain things without saying everything. We watch the fights. We know what we're seeing. You don't have to come out and say how terrible they are, how they shoot themselves in the foot, how they can... No, no man. You improve the fighters and give them a pat on the back. Something that... Fuck, bro. I didn't even think about it. Something that Brendan Shaw pointed out. Ty Woodley doesn't even smile when he wins. Because he's fighting, these are his words, he's fighting for something so much bigger than just this title. The moment he loses his title, Ty Woodley might as well retire. Might as well. Might as well not do anything else. Oh, you can't, listen, I, you could listen to the 19-minute rant that Brendan Schaub is, that's, that did, because it said everything I needed to say. And it made me think of things I hadn't thought of. But Tyron Woodley deserves better. Your champions deserve better. Just treat them all like they're Conor McGregor and boost them up. Conor McGregor did all of this shit in spite of you. Because I remember the video clip with Lorenzo Fertitta slamming the UFC championship belt when Conor McGregor knocked the fuck out of Jose Aldo because they knew he would become uncontrollable. This has succeeded in spite of you. Because I haven't seen what you've done exactly to make this successful. Bash your champions and go on Twitter and fucking have feuds? You banned one of your biggest stars, Randy Couture, Hall of Famer. Why? Tito Ortiz, why? You go on Twitter and bash one of your biggest success stories in Brendan Schaub post-fight career. Why? Because you're petty. You can't be fucking petty in those positions. It makes your company look like shit and unprofessional. It makes me not want to buy your product. And I love this fucking sport. I was watching it before you bought it. So go fuck yourself, man. I don't know why my voice is getting so high. Let me try that again. Go fuck yourself, bro. You're bashing your champions and make me not want to buy it. That's what you're doing. You, not them. Because you're telling me they're not good. You're telling me they're not worth investing $60 for. Or if I go out, maybe $70, $80, or $100 if we go out to eat with friends and family. You're making me not do that. Not them. It's not their jobs to promote themselves. That's supposed to be your job. Why do they have to go out of the way to do it? Why do they have to be successful in spite of you, not because of you? Have you thought about that? No, you probably haven't. Because you're laying on $400 million fucking couch and paying your, your paying for your kids to have a $2 million 16-year-old 16, 16 party. 16th birthday. Go fuck yourself, man. If you've learned nothing from this podcast right here, I got issues, man, with some motherfucking authorities. Thanks for listening to the Man Chatter Podcast with your host as always, Ben Borges. Till next time, peace.